0: Bingo Bell And happy holidays to our listening and viewers of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. We're getting ready for another episode tonight. I'm the host, to Chains, and I'm here with my good guy, the great, the giant crab Jamal. What's up, my mood?
1: It's the penultimate show of the year,
0: and um it's actually a pretty good time. That's right. Um, yeah, so we're wrapping up again towards the end of the year. Um as we said uh, a couple of weeks ago, all our fans were listening. Uh, we do we, you know, next week will be holiday. Um, will we'll be officially Christmas week, so we'll you know um, we'll make sure we get something out a little bit off schedule for next week, but um, we'll have something out. But and 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 for the following week as well, since um, New Year's also falls in on a Tuesday, I believe. Um, so this will be probably our last regularly scheduled show for Thursday, but we'll see. We'll, we'll work it out. Just just giving a heads up for the next two weeks. But um, tonight tonight uh, we'll probably won't make it. He has a few mix up and stuff with uh, if, uh, other, a a couple of few obligations. But um, we'll see if he makes it on. But um, let's talk about the aftermath of TLC. Now um, we already kind of talked about last week um, in our show with ratings and stuff. And sure enough, <laughs> last Friday, I believe it was, that um, WWE made an announcement that Mr. McMahon was going to make a return to Raw coming off of uh, the, the the aftermath of TLC um, to shake things up. So the McMahon family did open up Raw, um, all of them, including Triple H. And um, they... Pretty much ensured that they were going to, this was going to be a new regime where they were going to be able to provide us with, um, the best content ever, uh, and, and give the fans what they want and so forth and so forth. Um, and I guess that happened. A lot of people kind of upset because they feel like <laughs> we're still going down the same path of things, but whatever it, it is what it is. But they they did announce that um, they were kind of be running uh, both of the shows. So in that case, Baron Corbin had to s- step down as GM and, and in respect to SmackDown, Paige also um, stepped down as GM. Um where they say she still will have a pivot to roll um in the week-to-week operations of smackdown whatever that means But more importantly um in the hills of this of that announcement. They also announced that um That there will be new Faces new matches and so on so they did end up showing a video of new talent that was going to be appearing on uh on WWE soon which included six of uh six nst call ups um we already know about laura Sullivan that was going to be called up uh, by the way too Laura Sullivan uh <laughs> he learned his lesson today trying to uh step out there uh coming at begging lynch on twitter and that didn't end well made him delete really? his tweets and everything yeah that was pretty funny um but Lost Alvin obviously is the one that they have they've already been talking about. Uh Lacey Evans is another. Um we kinda we kinda knew that this was gonna happen with um oh god, her name's um coming out jumping out of my head real quick. Um part of sanity. Um Mary Jobson. I mean, um yeah, let's, let's, yeah whatever um, her name is in WWE. That was her name? Why is it not even clicking? Uh, Sarah right Logan, now? no. Oh, um, Nikki Cross, yeah, Nikki Cross. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me get my brain all together, but yeah, Nikki Cross, um, Laura Sullivan, uh, Lacey Evans, Heavy Machinery, and EC3. Uh, one, two, three, four, yeah, so, um, yeah, pretty exciting, uh, names coming up and haven't determined which shows they were going to go to, go, go to yet, but um, nonetheless, that they will be appearing soon. No, um, let, me,
1: let me ask you this, because you say that they, you, this is pretty exciting, and when I think about the six uh, individual groups or people that you named, I, I see more of the same. Um, EC3 isn't exactly like a different personality. Um, Lars Sullivan and, uh, or Heavy Machinery, rather, is how they're not just white authors of pain. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not seeing like a like a leap out there for a different character. There no, mm-hmm. it's not that they're bringing in cruiserweights or luchadors or you know somebody from somewhere else, the dark side of the moon or something. They just get like a couple of bruisers, a couple of brawlers, and you know maybe um, Nikki Cross is probably like the most interesting one out of the bunch. But if she's not going to be insanity, then I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what they do with that. So I'm not really seeing the whole. Oh, it'd be great when these guys get up here and do and then do what? Exactly. Like, how? What? What will EC three do differently on on the main roster? Like, how will he stand out as a personality?
0: Well, I mean, I, well, my my thing is, and I, and I, I guess I'm trying to get to my point here. It's something I've been wanting to reflect on. This week's news is that what's exciting about this to me is that um, we're looking at five um five individuals six individuals but uh nonetheless a tad team and 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 four individuals um who kind of was at a spot in nxt where we knew that their talent probably could have been used more but also um it's just because there's just an abundance of talent on that roster that it is truly uh, it it is truly um they were they were truly in a situation where they were kind of lost in the mix um as you know they're not getting opportunities to work um either in the indies or being able to be highlighted in nxt so what's exciting is that the fact of the matter that they were able to exploit that to say that you know we we do understand that these people are talented and we don't have much with them going on right now and the fact of calling them up um was just the right decision um Looking at the group of people like, you know, Lacey Evans, she's been working as a heel, but she, she has this personality. as being like, um, like, uh, like, uh, uh you know, <laughs> a, a fashion icon, but like, uh, uh, of uh, 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 the first lady is NST as they call her, but she, you know, she has this really this um, this, this, this respect of like, uh, like within her fashion and, 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 and this being a genuine woman. But they had her work in a heel, and I didn't think that worked for her. So I think this is a good soft uh, reboot for her, for her to work a face. And you know, considering everything that she represent coming out of you know being in the military, being a single mom, and everything like that, I just don't see how her working a heel uh, work for in NXT. But at the same time, it did give her enough uh, good um, training, you know, to be able to work face and heel. So you know, it's just people like her that was just kind of like, well, well, what do you do with her? You know and ec3 immediately like you know immediately him him being signed you know they put him in um very big matches but you know losing him that was just it and then there was nowhere to go because everyone else was just you know ricochet was the highlight adam cole was still against the velveteen i mean you had all these people that they wanted to showcase and it just wasn't enough room for it but um you know i think that you know put Giving him a main roster uh, Opportunity is a another clean opportunity for him to be able to showcase Nikki Cross Of course with sanity is something that should have happened, but of course they wanted her to finish up with the um nxt women's uh, uh, Title picture that she was in of course she lost that and then she had the storyline with uh With alistair black and now that's you know kind of over with or her role is kind of over with you know What do you do with them? (laughs) And yeah, I just, you know, I just think that this is exciting because of the fact they were just, it was just an opportunity for for them to exploit the fact that, like, well, we really didn't have anything for these people at NST. Um, hopefully, there's an opportunity that works or makes sense for them on um, the main roster. And I think with the McMahons and them making this announcement saying that, you know, they were going to, you know, Change things up and 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 kind of give the fans what they want as far as the best matches and and stuff like that. Um, I guess we'll see, you know. So this this is a good level of optimism just to stop rambling so much about it. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, time
1: will tell. and We'll we'll see what happens when it happens. Uh, But my thing is just looking forward. If people are talking about uh, your changes and shakeups, and we want a different this and we want a different that, and it doesn't seem like they're actually thinking outside of the box, because it's not like they're bringing in you know wrestlers of a particular um, with a particular skill set or moveset. Uh, you know, McMahon still has his big you know hulking guys, and you know the women have been honestly killing it the last hell six months, maybe even a year. Mm-hmm. So, and it's and unfortunately, it still seems like an afterthought with like Lacey Evans coming up and uh, Nikki Cross coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, for them, for them, it's like, oh yeah, well, it's about time. But for mm-hmm. other guys like Lars Sullivan and you know Ethan EC3, and it's just like, okay, and then what?
0: Yeah. Um, also, too, I want to. I, I wish I had I listened to uh, the clip again before we started the show. Um, I, there was something. Along the lines of like Vince McMahon pretty much saying that it was going to take the family in order to run the business where all of them were all going to um, be factors in running the shows because of you know his uh um it, it sort of it sort of brushed me off in the sense of like um like his like his time was going to be um kind of occupied sort of say with other things that it was going to take everyone all together is in on one pace in order to do it and I thought it was interesting instead of it just being Shane and Stephanie that triple H was in there too so you know it's just it, it, there's optimism that you know this may be a a, a turning of the page where investment man will now focus on XFL fail stuff and you know the other three are able to run both of the shows as, as far as NXt as well um to bring out a better product, so we'll see. As they said, this is supposed to be a change to bring the best product for the fans and give us what we want. But I, you know, we'll see. It's just, it's just optimism. Uh, it's only been a week, um, and the announcement was made. So we'll see where they go forward with that. But I will ask you though, of everyone that they announced of the NXT people, uh, who do you, who do you think does have the brighter the brightest future? Um, I think Nikki Cross, and that's just really because she's the most different.
1: Uh, you don't know what she's going to do next. You don't know what she's going to. You don't know what she's going to bring, and it's kind of this unpredictability um, that really is lacking on WWE television. Um, if you're looking for a person that's just too stupid to go down or too crazy to you know to not to to lose, or just that fine line between no, that's something clearly wrong with her, um, but in a believable way. Not in a in our truth kind of a way. you know that's why she works so well with uh, sanity and what they brought to the table. But then again, where are they now? So I think that she specifically has would be the biggest shakeup, because as much as Lacey, Lacey Evans has the story um, that could be introduced and sold and all that good stuff, who cares? Um, that's not like everybody has that story everybody's, you know, um, you know, not necessarily a mom or, an, uh, or a veteran, but everybody has that thing that says, like, well, this is what I had to do to get here. Paige is literally having a movie made about that story. So, but there's something different about Nikki Cross and what she brings to the table, and I hope that she uh, goes in there, guns a-blazing. And I hope they know what to do with her. Instead mm-hmm. of just having her be like um, uh, your Solomon Crow or just a gimmick. Uh, like uh, the boogeyman or something like that. I hope they actually use that in the way that they use Kane.
0: Yeah. Like you know,
1: like late late Kane, not early Kane when he was actually going to take his brother.
0: We'll see. I I I, I was easily going to go with Lacey Evans, um but you, you you make a valid point, but I think she will be the easiest of the characters to easily resonate with the fans considering her story, um her look, um and she's been groomed for a while, um I don't I don't doubt
1: that. But we already have Charlotte and we already have Becky Lynch. Yeah. And these are two stories that are very similar to Lacey Evans. uh, And we already have Paige, who has a very similar background as far as like that, you know, came out of nowhere. And now this is what I had to
0: scratch and claw my way to get here. And damn it, I, I made it. Yeah, but what I'm what I'm saying it's not so much the story. Yes, the story is it's very is 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 a is an important part, but I mean the look as well too. Now she again, I think that um her look is being a well dressed woman. Um, um obviously she's uh, very adamant about um about uh, her love and you know um and how wow. motivated she is for her daughter and they match and. You know, even matter of fact, when I was down at Full Sail, uh, I seen her in the parking lot. She had her daughter with her and she's and she was dressed together and they were matching. And, you know, she didn't work a match, but, you know, it's just the type of thing that, you know, if you if you can, if you live your story and it's just and your story is legit and it's not a character, I think that really mm-hmm. translate good for you um, as far as the person you are. And I really think that considering people seeing that and um and her being. You know, could be a fashion icon in that sense, right? Um, I think that, um, and and her ring work has progressively gotten better. I forgot who it was. I want to say it was Deanna Perrazzo. I think it was. Um, I forgot she worked the dark match before um, NXT Brooklyn, and um, and, and she just been she just got progressively better than me. I just think that she's just a person that um that that. You know, under under the right booking, which in this case you gotta make her a face, because uh, the heel then didn't work. Um, I, I think that she will have one of the brightest features of the crew, but not. Uh, it's hard to it's it, it's hard to just say. It's hard to say like solely just the brightest because everything's about Nikki Cross. I I firmly believe as well too. And EC three, I think, I mean, you, <laughs> he's he's clearly a a a, a, a um. A very uh, a, a person that we we've seen before, like you said. So I think like he works in the WWE system very good that they would know exactly what to do with him, even if it was the you know a replication of something of the past. But I don't know. Well,
1: the the, the and I, and again, I I don't want to sound pessimistic, but everything you said about Lacey Evans, you could cross her name out and replace it with Dana Brooke. I mean, obviously, there's some, you know, differences with, you know, being a mom and a veteran and all the good stuff. But, like, Dana Brooke was presented in a similar way where she was this bodybuilder and she's, you know, done it and she had to work for it. And, and she's here and she's trying this new thing. And she was Miss Arnold Schwarzenegger for whatever she did in the bodybuilding thing. She kicked ass and she took names. and She did it for all the little girls out there. And she looked good doing it. And, and uh, you can't compare their ring work because Dana Brooke was not the greatest in the ring by far. And Lacey Evans has definitely you know, held her own in some key matches in NXT. But the long and short of it is, as far as like the presentation, it feels a lot like how Dana Brooke was presented. And then that didn't go over well. And now it's like, well, uh-oh. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully and, and, and honestly, the, the fact that we're not even talking about the other guys is even more problematic.
0: Well, the tag team division is 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 something that <laughs> it, it it's it's just it's hard to have faith in the tag team division considering all things that's happening now on both rosters. So I I don't know. That's 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 simply that. Um, but I yeah. don't know. I guess I guess w- to, to what you're saying too, you know, uh, maybe timing was a little bit bad because I do I do exactly remember that with Dana Brooke, but you know, timing was clearly clearly all for it. Uh, right. So, yeah. I mean, like,
1: I, obviously, I want to see them do well, um, I, but I, I'm not really moved by any of these people except, Lars, um, except for uh, Nikki Cross. Yeah. And if you look at that picture of the six from WWE that says these six faces are coming, mm-hmm. they all kind of look the same, <laughs> except Nikki Cross. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, you know, the tag team division, you know, what Lacey Evans Springs. Uh, EC3 has been in WWE before, I believe, in the old NXT, which was kind of a mess. Um, but he's been that guy in TNA, so it's not like he can't do it. But there's a lot of guys that we know that can do it, but for whatever reason, it's not the right system. Mm-hmm. And we saw that with Apollo Crews. We saw that with uh, Bobby Lashley. We saw, we, see, we saw that with you know a, more than a few other guys, um, barring injury, where it's just like something's just off here.
0: I will say if if, um, if uh, Nikki Cross ain't put into Sanity, that could that is problematic. <laughs> like, seriously. They, well, if she's not put into Sanity, then, I mean, and I haven't watched NXT in
1: forever. Does she still have her old theme music? Is she still doing the whole Sanity bit? Like, what's what going on there?
0: I, I, and if I'm not, I mean, we're not going to pretend like she didn't just face Becky Lynch a, a month ago, too, coming out to Sanity Music. So, I don't know. And I definitely don't see her them. Spending time trying to repackage her right now I, I just don't see that being necessary when they could just stick her with sanity and you know, make that a thing I mean they all they,
1: they could and arguably should but the the real question is where does she go? Because if she goes to
0: Roth then what yeah, see like we don't want to do that again The shakeup did things like that before that didn't make that didn't make sense and it caused a lot of people to lose momentum I e um, the club so oh, hopefully we don't have that type of thing again. But you know, we'll see. Right. Um, um, what was I going to say? I was about to mention something about something you said. Uh, well, go ahead. Was it? What, 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 oh yeah, yeah. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn also being um mentioned on coming back as well too. So um, at this point now, everyone's being mentioned that's been hurt or uh or that's been injured or some extent have been mentioned to be the, to be coming back. Except except Bray Wyatt, who decided to take it into his own hands to mention that he was leaving. Not sure exactly what it means, if he's leaving as a character or leaving, I don't know, very cryptic messages. <laughs> I remember when you you, you, you messaged yeah, me. Yeah, that's, that's what I said
1: that to you earlier this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what you were talking about. I thought I thought they had put out a video saying he was coming back as well, too, and I must have missed it. Because since they was announcing everyone else was coming back. But yeah, Bray Wyatt went full Kanye West. <laughs> a, a bunch of mess, a bunch of tweets of stuff that you just had no idea what they were talking about.
1: So, uh, so I, I have it right here, and I can I can read off read them off if you want. So he says in a quote, uh, December seventeenth, uh, I'm not a god. I never was. Sorry, I said it. I was wrong. I know the true God, and and now and all His power. I feel that I'm forgiven for all the wickedness that I've caused. My soul is clean now. My mind is clear. I see what I did wrong. What ha- what was done to me? They took it all all right then <laughs> uh he he continues in another tweet and i quote i have so many things to fix i realized that i was sick my mind does not work like other people's it gets lost and attached to ideals that are unrealistic and poisonous my next journey will be to find my true calling this is goodbye can can i just
0: be can i just be honest like since, oh but wait there's more no 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 i just want i just want to be honest if you didn't mention who this was i mean let's just be honest this is kanye west right um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, <laughs> like, if you had no clue and you were just like, hey, let me read you some tweets to somebody I read on Twitter. This is Kanye like, West all the way. Oh, no, it totally is. But now, to be fair, I'm waiting for Bray Wyatt to cut that mixtape.
1: Uh, bipolar is okay. I'm sad or something like that. Um, <laughs> so the last thing he says December 17th, uh, quote, to all that have loved and supported us, we say thank you and ask that you have faith in us. Mm-hmm. I was put on this earth to fix it, to change it. I will not die until this is so. Goodbye, my brothers and sisters. The journey is far from over. And uh, that was the last tweet from him. Now, the question obviously is, who is this us that he's referring to? Um, Is this like a total, let's just put the Wyatt family on the shelf indefinitely? You know, uh, because in in, now we're speculating because I have no clue. But Bray was going through a messy divorce um, with his wife, and I don't know the uh, result of that. And I don't know if this has anything to do with that, but that was a real thing over the past year with him. And then the whole JoJo thing came out uh, within the last year or so. uh, That didn't help his cause in his messy divorce. Um, We do know that, uh, obviously, he has a brother in WWE as well who started, you know, out like gangbusters in NXT. They gave him a push. And then that was, you know, three years ago. So who could this us be? Um, You know, it would be interesting if he's talking about, you know, Harper and Rowan and maybe coming back as the White family. Or does he really mean himself as a person that just needs to step away from the business? Maybe he just got too full of himself, as people do, start living it, living the gimmick, and he needs to actually calm the hell down uh, and take a seat and reassess
0: what's important in his life. So uh, you know, I'm with you. I'm with you in the beginning part. I mean, when, when situations like this, I always like to think logical. What's really happening? Um, that's preventing. Uh, that's going on in the person's life that has them um all, off off screen. Now, injuries are obviously a big thing, but then yeah, you're right. There's a lot of personal things going on. Um, and I think that's probably it. And I think these tweets are um are a means of him um excuse me I'm about the by burp uh as a means of him repackaging himself or making himself relevant we've seen social media been very powerful amongst wrestlers right now getting himself over making himself relevant creating storylines, so on and so forth um and i think this is just a means of him being ready to be repackaged we did see him work a couple of house shows under his original gimmick um but yeah he wasn't mentioned to be coming back or anything so right um um You know, and and let it be known, if he was done, WWE Twitter machine definitely doesn't hesitate on saying they have come to terms with release with whoever it is. So um, that's not a thing. So there's no way he's got above it before they say, you know. Well,
1: to be be fair, though, they don't necessarily have to, um, you know, make it known that he was released or taking time off or whatever. Nobody's actually reporting that. And this was uh, posted December 17th, a few days ago. And you know how those 90 day non-compete clauses go. So. The, the the question does your He's not rumored to be leaving WWE. No,
0: yeah, no, no, no. But even when you are those 90 days, you do get announced of being released and then you got the 90 days. So, um, yeah, this is just, I think this is just a way for him to, um, create a little bit of buzz about his repackaging. I just hope he, he can execute it, but it will be interesting to see. I mean, him and Nikki cross working together could be something very interesting. Uh, we, we, a lot of people thought of that some time ago, um, so that, that... It, it, it could be, and and I, well, no,
1: because no people were saying that Nikki Cross should be Sister Abigail, right? And but that I... uh, that 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 thought should be birth thrown in the trash.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, too, I, when you think about it, besides it be- before getting all like kooky and all this other stuff that they did with it, him just her just being called up to be a partner with him that could have worked absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, just but that—that's the thing. They—they tried to do too much, uh, (laughs) with the Wyatt family, and at first it was like, this is probably the eeriest thing that we've seen since like the corporate ministry, and now it's like, okay, they're photoshopping bugs into the uh, mat now. That's. Last cut,
0: the and then the ring had CGI going on, and yeah,
1: <laughs> like why Why do we have drones in the, uh, in
0: the ring? I don't remember that, but uh, yeah, but we'll see. I just think, I just think it's just, uh, I, I, I think we'll be seeing him soon. So, I think, I think the Royal Rumble was absolutely the best means of doing it, too. So. I would say not because I,
1: I really do think that, uh, you know, when he says us. I think that there is something to that, and I would be interested to know what that us means. True. I do think that if you're going to get like a full rebranding and repackaging, it's almost disingenuous to just throw you away at the Royal Rumble unless it's a uh, unless he comes out as number 30 and wins wins the Rumble. Because so what if he comes out as number six and stays in there an hour (laughs) and it's like, well, okay, so we're back to Bray Wyatt not winning anything. And that's and that's been like a a stigma of his you know and at the height of his popularity it's like, well damn it, when is Bray gonna win a championship and he did and nobody cared because mm-hmm. it was too little too late. Mm-hmm. So I think at I, that time, I think you if you really want to repackage him and bring him back,
0: I think you gotta do it for WrestleMania. Well that's why I think the Rumble's a good idea. you gotta you got a means of just inserting him back. I mean look here's the thing. I say it all the time. The Rumble is the perfect. Is is the perfect showcase for anyone who's been kind of lost at sea or have some type of bad scrutiny around their name to have them be inserted and to automatically get a pop. It works for anybody. Bill Cosby could be in the Rumble and it will work. He like, might have to take the like little little go kart down to the ramp though. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I just think it's a it's an opportunity to put him in the Rumble. Don't try to make sense of what's happening. But he's here. You happy he's back? And then, you know, after that, you know work from there, um, but you know, just automatically having them debut at WrestleMania, it gotta make sense. that's why I think the Royal Rumble is like an opening of the door and actually walking through the door is actually being at WrestleMania. i just i just think, I just think that's a safe manner of how to use him, considering versus, we don't know
1: versus whom though
0: no, because I mean honestly. Who- Oh, I was, think
1: that Bray versus the Demon Finn Balor would be something that would be of, of interest. But they, they tried everything. You know what they did, and I don't. And I didn't care. No, and I totally forgot about that.
0: I don't even. At this point, I don't really even care who he faced. It's not that I need him back. I'm just saying that I think that you know, in a in, a, in what can be, uh, what can be a very very like overload of of talent that should be at WrestleMania. Um, I think uh, this gives him an opportunity, and for him to gain some momentum. And then, you know, if the, if if it works, then you know, go ahead and do it. I just think it's a safe matter of, of doing that because yeah. God knows I want to see Kevin Owens back as the top heel, doing what he does best, and, and that's somebody I want him to be, you know, at WrestleMania. But unless he has a, a storyline that's working for him, um, I would rather not. We'll see though. Well, if think, it is, if it is him. Safe.
1: If it is coming him coming back as a new gimmick, um, you know I hope it's a, like an actual new gimmick.
0: Yeah. Also, and also, let me just, but if if he has a new gimmick, does this does anything that's not like kind of random and crazy? Does that worry you? Well, or is that depend- his it niche?
1: It depends on what random and crazy is, because if you because Bray Wyatt wasn't like crazy in like the Nikki Cross way when he first started out as the uh, Bray Wyatt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the things that got him over is because he was saying things in, in a very charismatic way that was insane, but made that much sense. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, everybody says, like, well, you know what? There's no constitutional law that says that I have to pay taxes. F- show me where it says that. But then come January, you're like, well, <laughs> going to have to file them taxes. So, the, like, the, you know, so, but if somebody says that, and you, and it would be something that would you go, that, that would make you go, like, that's that's insane. But because you know, because pay your taxes, because we need like working lights and roads and stuff in our towns. Mm-hmm. But damn, my taxes are really high, and I don't really want to. I don't have to pay them. That's technically true, and and that's what Bray Wyatt brought to the table. And then they went off the deep end with the overproduction or the long. Like still great, you know promos and stuff like that. They would cut, but they would never come to fruition. Mm-hmm. So he became a false prophet after so long, and it was just like, well, I don't believe him anymore because there's no fruit to bear.
0: Yeah. Also, too, I, I really, I, you know, I, I I don't think winning and losing makes a big difference, but I oh, think oh, I think it does. Uh, for him, he needs to win because he was losing so much. I think a lot of people, it, it's it, with his character, and you want people to, or with his character that he was using, you want pe- he, he he called for following. He he it called for people to be believers in what he's saying. Can't believe somebody if they're not winning. Exactly. Uh, so you know, that's, or uh,
1: or at least making some kind of like effort. Like he doesn't have to win, but somehow he's the champion. Yeah. He doesn't have to like win, but somehow he's the number one contender. You know, it's just yeah. something that makes you go some some sort of progression, you know, up the ladder. He can never win a match. Yeah. But it still progresses. So like Eddie Eddie Guerrero, you know, later on in his career was like the liar, cheater steal that he would get disqualified or do some shenanigans, but it's still progressive as like, you know what? I don't like this guy, but I can't help but love this guy. Yeah. Um And but so, but Bray Wyatt would just flat out lose and it would like lose for no reason. And then it would be like, come to me and and believe in me.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: But you like lost to Apollo Crews.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Um, these guys, I hope it, you
1: know, if if he does come back in the Royal Rumble, I hope that month off does him good.
0: Yeah, truly, he needs to continue to build steam and use social media. And when this opportunity comes, I hope he's able to execute. Um, so, yeah. So um, another thing too. So Mustafa Ali, who we saw uh, last week face Daniel Bryan, and which we talked about was a very exciting thing that they was able to announce that match a little over an hour before SmackDown uh, aired. Um, and, you know, the fact that Mustafa Ali versus Daniel Bryan is, you know, on on paper is a brilliant match as far as you know being invested into the two characters is also a brilliant idea um considering people who watch 205 live who may not even know who mustafa ali is um being able to see him being showcased on smackdown live was a great thing mustafa ali is officially a member of the smackdown live crew now um as that being a call up now here's a couple of things i want to ask you First of all, what's your initial reaction to hearing that, knowing that he is now officially a member of SmackDown Live? Um, I mean, good for him. You know, good
1: good for him. Good good for his opportunity to become a bigger star. Um, obviously, being on uh, the number two brand in WWE is, is a promotion. Um, we can argue about what's better or worse, but the long and short of it is that more people watch SmackDown every single week than the rest of WWE programming, except Raw combined, um, and that's just that's just
0: what it is. It's kind so of yeah, it's kind but- of funny how people. It's funny what you said. It's kind of funny how people were like, "Well, I wish he had a had an opportunity to win a cruiserweight belt first before they called <laughs> him up." See, this is a case of people just not be can't be happy about anything. Now, to your point, <laughs> no one does watch two hundred five live, so it's it's very curious that people were making statements like that. But well there's always eye. gonna be
1: that one guy. And, oh, sure. and and on the internet, like, you know, shit floats to the top on the internet. That's that's just the way it is. And and I mean that literally. So you know, to see Mustafa Ali, you know, knowing that we have seen him well before uh, his you know rise of WWE, like good for him. That is a promotion and yeah, I hope he does, you know, I hope he does well. This is like you know, that brass ring moment that people like to throw around. Mm-hmm. Um with that said, it's unfortunate because it is a promotion. And I think that, that and again, we talk about this in nauseam, but it is to the point of WWE not really giving their other shows the same credibility as their other, uh, as the Raw and SmackDown. And even against Raw and SmackDown, it's still like, hey, Raw is the number one show, SmackDown is the other show. So, you know, for it's kind of uh, unfortunate that 205 Live and NXT and their other content doesn't get the same luster that Raw and SmackDown does. But for him personally, hey, good on you. I mean, this is what we wanted
0: from him since with the Cruiserweight Classic. Absolutely. Thank. You. Well, well said. Well said. Very well said and respected. Um, yeah, you know, this is this is um, the payoff for just doing the hard work, getting in the big matches, and you know, obviously not getting. The results to go the way you wanted to go. I mean, obviously, you go to WrestleMania, that's a big thing. Opening up WrestleMania and one hell of a match against Cedric Alexander, that's a big thing. That's a huge thing. Um, and he wasn't able to win. Um, he wasn't able to win the Cruise Classic in a in a brilliant extent in the tournament as well. By all by all means, everyone was talking about his name afterwards for sure. Um, and you know. You uh, in two or five live, yeah. Things may not have went the ideal way of what you want somebody successful to to happen, but this is the ultimate payoff when you just come in and you do the work, and you get the promotion to the more. Um, as you said, the, the second biggest brand in WWE, where more people are are going to know who you are, more people is going to know your story, more people is going to know your skill set, and your, and 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 see how your talent is pretty much. Uh, the sky's the limit for it you know and i think that you know i think this is something that we're going to see a lot more i mean it's the same thing with laura sullivan um he didn't win the um north american championship he didn't win the nst championship he got to the big matches he lost them he were put in the big storylines he lost them now look where he's at in contention to go into either raw or SmackDown. Um EC3 is the same case. Nikki cross is the same. Matter of fact, every one of them is the same yeah. case. Um yeah. Lacey Ellen, Lacey Evans was pretty much a jobber for most of it. She did the she did the um May Young Classic one. She was not in the May Young Classic Two. She has not had um a pivotal storyline where she was in contention for the NST women division. She is now in contention of being on um, you know, one of the two brands. And um you know that speaks a lot to the people of of working in WWE and understanding how the business works, where you just continue to do the work because you never know when your opportunity is going to come. But um, what,
1: what, what do you think that says about like the structure of NXT as a whole? Uh, and I mean that by obviously we know of the big names in NXT and the, because of the memorable moments they have they've created, whether it's Velveteen Dream or the undisputed undisputed era or um, Oscar when she was there. Uh, Kyrie Hojo being there now we all know these names because they are the driving force on, of NXT on television but these people that seemingly were there for a cup of coffee and you know were able to like not necessarily make their mark on, in NXT history uh, get called up you know what What do we say how do we you know obviously somebody that's watching NXT is not watching us for the same reasons that we are Yeah. you know they're obviously evaluating talent um, you know, assessing talent and then looking to put pieces in different places. Mm-hmm.
0: So I mean, that, that just speaks about the staff and the, and the optics of what it means to be employed by them. Um, again, the, the the two things I'm adamant about is it's not about wins and losses, and it's not about who's the champion. It literally means who is the person that's doing the work day in and day out. If it's not your character, merch sales is probably a big thing.
1: Um Well. I mean, when you say nothing about wins and losses, I I respectfully disagree because I think it depends on your character. No, if, yeah, yeah, no, no, if, no, no. If no, your no. character is a winner, like EC3, and he lost every match, then what are you the top one percent of?
0: No, 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 no. I, what I'm saying is someone who wins 100 matches does not mean that they're more eligible in getting called up over someone who's lost 100 matches is what I'm saying. Yes, I think wins and losses definitely – Should dictate who how your character is being uh worked and structured but i just mean like fans think like because someone won a lot of matches that means that they're the better wrestler or they are you know the more talented or the more deserving and i that's what i don't agree with i don't think just because you are um the universal championship that means that you are automatically you know the better person in the situation or but the the I think
1: that's the, the that is the narrative best. that we're being told, though. That, that's the story that we're being fed. And to be fair, that uh, we're know. only
0: seeing one side of the die, not all six. That's I agree with that, and I don't agree with the, the others. The That's what we're being told. Because I think if they actually wanted us to believe that the championships meant that you were the ultimate better person, then they would treat their bookings in sense. We all know that each pay-per-view is structured around whoever the cash cows are or whoever... Um, the hottest storyline is. But it's not about the fact of, like, whoever's the WWE championship always goes to the show because whoever has this belt is the best person in WWE. Well, to be
1: be fair, that's been a sticking point of ours against WWE for the longest time because we're like, why do they have 19 championships and they don't really mean a damn thing? Exactly.
0: But see, that's that's to the point What you're saying now where maybe we're not looking at all six sides of the story here. Um, as far as how people are being evaluated, which is which is I think this is interesting and you know That's again, which makes us fans and other people just marks online that The the business optics is something that you know that they are able to observe This is why they have all these you know, high-paying staff members and and um, you know veterans in the game and professionals You know studying this day in the day out are able to understand what makes sense For the long run the short and the short run now funny thing about this too um (laughs) this is funny i was thinking like cool i like the people that they're calling out for the reason i'm just trying to figure out well maybe why and i'm thinking of some reason like oh that makes sense blah 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 blah. then i think about like people that's like what about the people that's been in nst for so long like where do they fall into that Like, like why not why not the street profits but you see they're doing something different with them they're getting them hot on the indies they're still fairly young um, they have significant others who they still tour with down there stuff you are not thinking about you know how that may work for their personal life and and, and on that note But at the same time you you keeping them You, you know, you're you keeping them under the nst brand, but you're you getting them familiar with the indie crowd Which is another popular stream of people that you know You want to get them familiarized with and how that work how to work house shows how to work, you know crowds outside the full sale crowd um and you know and then you know we'll reevaluate we'll, we'll them in six months and see what happens i mean die jack god knows that guy is talented on all levels and we're just now seeing him being used because what, what what are they thinking well you know we already maybe they're thinking we already got so many tall guys or people this sort, or maybe we know there's money to be made with the keith Lee and him match since that's one of the hottest matches of the last 10 years you know we, maybe we had to create relevance to get those two to the class. It, it could be anything like that, and 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 then and then I thought about the forgotten sons, and I would say, damn, that's so cliche. What's actually, what's really the reason why they're still down there? Well, you know, with Wesley Blake and, and the crew. What, what's going to happen with them? I guess they are the forgotten sons. But you know, it's just it's just things that, like to your point, I I truly agree. We just don't understand the different measures that it that they all consider when it comes down to something like this.
1: Yeah. Um, it sure seems that way, but it's long, like, the long and short of it is is that we don't know. And it's easy to, like, on the surface, scratch our heads and go, whoa, sanity got called up. Where is Nikki? Oh, okay, she's still there. Yeah. That uh, doesn't make sense. But then again, because they can't be 100% transparent because, you know, it's the show. They need to tell the story instead of giving it away. Um, when something when it doesn't pay off, and that's where a lot of people get you know, you know, in their feelings about. It's not that like we're not ready to believe a story or this have the story being told correctly, or even story being told the way we want. Not everything has to be the way we want. It's just that it has to make sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm not saying that like Lars Sullivan should have been called up before Velveteen Dream, but if you're not going to call uh, Velveteen Dream up. Cool. He's been kicking ass in NXT, and he's doing a hell of a job of it.
0: Yeah. Now, if you're going
1: to call Lars Sullivan up, knowing that he doesn't really have like the gravitas in NXT, then what are you going to do with him on the main roster? uh And I'm not saying that they don't have that plan already, but I sure as hell hope that they do because they've not had that plan uh, in the in the very recent past.
0: Yeah. I will. I will say I don't know if this is considered talent relations. Um, in regard to the same people who make who goes out and makes the signings and stuff, um, but if it is, I mean, these guys you got to trust them because they've definitely been targeting and signing the right people, uh, going forward. well, I agree, I agree, like what you said is very valid about, um, about Law Sullivan, but also that's the optimism that I brought in with the show is that, well. Well, what do you guys have up your sleeve? Because I'm, I'm interesting. Because you guys must be thinking about something more than what you know. What we're, we're, we're foreseeing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but you, you kind of jumped over another big point. Why not Velveteen? Velveteen has been very adamant about call me up, Vince, make the call. Blah 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 blah. Now that has nothing to do with his character. Yeah, he wore the pants in the match, but he's never been like a. Well, I'm. Well, I'm over. You know uh this NXT thing I need to be on the main roster I'm just waiting for Vince call he's just simply made the the the, the pants and that was that and you know he's still kind of as a um a key figure in NXT bookings but what does that ultimately mean for him
1: yeah yeah i mean and we don't i mean obviously us being on the outside that's where that's what it comes down to there's a lot that we don't know And I think we only know 5% of what we see because we just don't know. And that's with any job. What we know about the airline industry is that I get on the plane, I show them my ticket, and then I land in Seattle. What we don't know is everything else that has to happen behind the scenes so that I have a decent flight. And, you know, as much as we can obviously speculate and connect the dots here and there and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, when something comes up and it happens, um, there are certain things that make sense, and there's certain things that don't make sense. But you're playing two different games at the same time. You're playing the long game that's going to get you through to the Royal Rumble and then eventually to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And then, but there's a short-term girl that has to happen because people don't know who Lars Sullivan is yet. Mm-hmm. They need a reason to care about him yeah. so that his matches make sense in the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. or in WrestleMania and, and going down the line. And that's just you know storytelling 101. mm mm-hmm. But so now the question is, when you have a guy like, you know, guys like Heavy Machinery that i have only seen limited, you know, work of in NXT, it's like, okay, cool. But personally, I'm not seeing on the surface how they stand out and differentiate themselves between mm-hmm. them and the other 6'4", 280-pound, you know, bruisers mm-hmm. uh, that like lifting weights and eating steaks. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. That's why I'm I'm a little bit more pessimistic when it comes to another pretty face like Lacey Evans, because for you know lack of a pretty face, Charlotte has been that person, and then before her, you know, um, Sasha Banks and and Bailey were those people. But even with Bailey, who I don't really hear about anymore, it's kind of like, I I mean, is she injured? Like I don't really hear about her anymore (laughs) in a big way.
0: She's (laughs) around,
1: right? So it's like, what happened? No, we
0: buried her. Yeah, Where did I, she go? Yeah, I, I agree, dude, and not this I, I, again, it's about to my optimism. i'm I'm hoping with this announcement that they're doing things different. Maybe this is Vince's way of saying that xFL is gonna, you know gonna require more of his attention. Um, I, I, you know, maybe this is an opportunity for things to be done, pace different, and um bookings could be a little bit more resonating to fans. um but I, you know, we'll see. So well, just to jump into something else real quick, or do you have any uh, anything else okay, you want to say? Okay, 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 Jump away. Yeah. Um we brought up before about the whole NXT um versus WWE thing. Yes. Um and maybe this is becoming more and more of a reality considering they're saying shake up, sort of say, give us the matches that we want. You never know who's gonna appear, blah blah blah, blah, blah. Um, Triple H was actually the one to say that part when they, when they were all in the ring. So, you know, there's some uh speculation around that. But I don't know if you've been paying attention, but the Madison Square Garden show, that's going to be December 26th. I actually have that pulled up. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, just for anybody who's not familiar, Madison, uh, WWE will be running a holiday show at Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden is a place where WWE likes to put on not just the house show, but a house show that does have some big names with it. It's, it's always they, they, it's always a big deal to them when they go to Madison Square Garden. Maybe it's something within a contract with them, but they always make sure that they're bringing well, big names.
1: I mean, um, to be fair, uh, WWE is based in Connecticut, uh, about twenty something odd miles outside of uh, New York City. So New York City's has, the area has been the home base for them since uh, the fifties. And Madison Square Garden is a supremely huge deal uh, for a venue, a mini sport in New York City, the New York City area. So when they come there for reasons, um, it's just better to do TV in Jersey or at Barclays Center. Um, so they don't really do TV at Madison Square Garden anymore. But they will do a house show and they like to put on these super shows at the garden, including like a, a network special a couple of years ago where you know they did a thing uh brock lesnar was on that one but now we have uh in like a pretty huge match um the undisputed era with uh tomaso champa versus uh Aleister black ricochet pete dunn well uh, velveteen dream
0: and matt riddle yeah well before you get to that because that you just dropped the significance of why that's a, why that's a big thing you you do have your regular matches with dean ambrose and seth rollins john cena's returning which is a big deal Ron Rousey, you expect to be there working against Nia Jax. Finn Balor and Ziggler, McIntyre, Elias, and Bobby Lashley. A bunch of the typical house show names that you've seen over the years. But yes, yes, you are entirely right. Now they brought all the big guns from NXT to this to this card, which is Aleister Black, Ricochet, Pete Dunne, Velveteen Dream, Matt Riddle, Tommaso Ciampa, and the Undisputed Era. I mean, how big is it that they added Matt riddle of all people to that match okay so I don't know if the word big is the correct word but significant we well, know this we I know think this it's dude. a it's a big deal that that they took um,
1: out of the nine the nine names in that match other than Matt riddle mm-hmm. are basically the relevant male roster in NXT I can't think of another person in NXT that should be on that list. Uh, outside of Matt Riddle, maybe
0: EC3, but um, he's on his way up, so never mind. Keith Lee is, is one. Keith Lee has but, already worked the Keith Lee first match. He kind of was with Ricochet, not first match, but kind of like first little uh, I'm not gonna say storyline, but he 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 had a he was in a position where he was with Ricochet and Pete Dunne to help out against the Undisputed Era at a point. Um, so he could have worked, but. Him or Matt Riddle, either both of these are pretty new signees or whatever. But you you are right, like it is extremely uh eye-opener that they pulled the trigger on Matt Riddle so quick, right? Yeah. So let's let's talk about this just for a little bit. Um we know Matt Riddle. it's no secret. We know this guy can go. We we know he's a popular name, we know he has all the tools in the ring. Do you think considering that they're at master square garden matt riddle is is brings a celebrity to this match considering that he is no stranger to ufc matches inside this arena do you think uh, well, uh, a- i mean
1: hell I mean, working with evolve he's no stranger to the new york city area and crowds right right um so i think that that's that's going to be a, a pretty big deal you know for him specifically um to to you know I would hope that that's the main event, but to definitely do a special attraction match in Madison Square Garden to be a part of that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing is, is that you do have this, um, uh, this, this program, uh, this Raw branded show, and then they add NXT there. Now, I don't know what the schedule looks like, and obviously it's not far enough away where they can't be there, but it's not like NXT is doing a show. In Jersey the night before, and they're like, "Hey, get on the bus and come on down to the garden." Mm. You know, and I, I don't think that's the case. And this is the day after Christmas or Boxing Day, uh, mm. if that's a thing for you uh, uh, in New York. So, so my thing is, like, really, is this more of an indictment on the WWE talent to be like, "Hey, we need to take it up to another level," because these NXT guys—they <laughs> literally brought the meat and potatoes of NXT. And put him in one match
0: Mm -hmm. do you expect something like this to happen on television because dude i just wouldn't be surprised now that's what i'm just saying i'm hoping i'm really i'm really hoping man i i I wanna i wanna say this too johnny Gargano is not not in this match uh that is true which is obviously a big name in a big pivotal storyline um you know, and at the same time, this could have just been easily a three versus three match. But look at the names that they put out. Like, I don't know, man. There's this, this a lot. There's more beneath the eye here. Excuse me. um, Than we're seeing. But it is very exciting of the implications that this could mean. Um, right. I just be excited. I mean, I'll tell you what. Obviously, we don't work in their finance office, but I wonder if there is any speculation of them saying, like, dude, what is drawing everybody to go to these NXT shows? Who's the names? What are the matches? What is it? What is it? I wonder if we start bringing in main event style type of clusterfuck matches from NXT, putting it on these other cards, SmackDown and, 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 and Raw, would that also boost sales considering who these people are? Is this a way to, to bring in other? indie um other indies type of fans to come to these shows now when you think about that you have somebody like johnny gargano who's getting ready to face austin theory in an evolve match that's that's a big deal that's a huge yeah. deal to me that's a i want to I, I must and i must and need to see match so when you take that into perspective to saying next week on raw uh keith lee will face donovan Dijak uh, two NXT standouts in a match in Washington D.C. That's a big deal, dude. <laughs> like, are well, you gonna, are okay. You okay be- but
1: to be fair, though, it is for us. And yeah, I mean, but it, is it is
0: it a big deal for the casual WWE fan? And that's something that we don't know yet. Yeah, I know. But you give a little bit, you, you sprinkle a little salt. You have your casual WWE fans that's going to go to SmackDown 1000 because it is SmackDown 1000 for whatever reason. Don't care about anything else. But when you start adding stuff like that, you start saying you start getting the indie fans attention and start saying, yo, what? What are they doing? OK, I can fade, you know, a whatever ticket to see, you know, that match that I'm predominantly buying a ticket for and deal with the rest of the show. You know what I mean? I know that I've bought tickets to a wrestling event going, OK, well, this is
1: literally the match that I want to see. It. I can go home after. Oh, somebody else is on the card. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, I think I'll check it out. Do you do um, you, do you? think that's probably what's being, what's, start, what's starting to happen now? Like, nope. this could be a turning. I mean, uh, granted, this Master Square Garden show, I can give zero about. Right. But I can't stop looking at the bottom of that car saying, If wow. it were not on
1: a Wednesday, I'd be there.
0: <laughs> because, I mean, it's because to be fair, and I don't live
1: in New York, we don't live in New York. Yeah. And it's a four-hour, you know, four and a half-hour ride on the bus, a, l- a bit less if you're driving up there,
0: yeah.
1: um, to go to the garden. But the long and short of it is, is that it's it's a WWE event in the garden, which has a historical significance in in and of itself. And uh, you got a lot of NXT guys that I like in um, in in the same match, at the same time. Um, the fact that I'm seeing Adam Cole in the garden is is a moment that I would want to be a part of. I mean to be and to be fair when NXT came to the Anthem earlier this year it was really the see of dream. Like the the show was good. I liked the show. But it was but knowing that Velveteen dream who was from DC uh was going to do a show in his hometown mm-hmm. that's a moment that you want to be a part of.
0: Yeah, and also too for us, they did a big thing because it was in an arena that was brand new, um, and we knew the the we 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 knew the spectacle and that notion was going to be cool, right? So. Right.
1: So this so right. So like to see you know, Velveteen Dream is a big deal, and to see you know, for me and for you, uh, which is why we're talking about it. To be like, yo, they got not only are they doing an NXT match at the Garden, but they just sprinkled a little Matt Riddle on 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 the top of it this is officially a big deal, mm-hmm. but that's for us. And, and notice that even though we're talking about, you know, Matt Riddle being added to this 10 man tag, um, we're not talking about a single goddamn match on the rest of the roster. Well, see, that's the thing. You're going to have say, the, the reason why that is, is because this is the thing that's different. You know, I can see Nia Jacks versus Ronda Rousey 17 other times if I want to. Yeah, but, but no. How many know. times
0: we gonna see Rat Riddle on a 10 man tag at, at the garden? Yeah, that's what we're focusing on. But then there's not right. people that's gonna say, dude, John Cena's returning. <laughs> so and he know, has to do haircut too. So that's a big deal for people. Yeah, true. Oh, he was just in Bumblebee, too. Like that's a big deal. He's back. Like I thought he was done. He's actually coming back. You know, there's gonna there's gonna be that. There's gonna be the Finn Balor march, you know. There's there's, there's gonna be that. It's it's a little, this is truly a little bit of everything a little bit of something for everyone which makes me think like i i, I don't think you agree unless i'm not unless i'm not uh, uh uh explaining to this correctly but you really don't think that this is a step towards the future uh, as much as i would like to see it i think that because it's a house show
1: mm-hmm. um i as and as as a fan looking at only one side of the die on the surface it's like oh we got you know, Ring of Honor, basically, and, versus uh, Alistair Black, Ricochet, Pete Dunne, and 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 Matt Riddle. And hey, you're funny for that. That is funny. Uh, you see what I did there? Yeah, yeah you, you like what I did there? So, uh-huh. so you know, and we have that at the Garden. So, yes, that is something that I definitely want to see. But like with all things that a house shows, this is just preseason. Yeah. This is well, this is a proving ground match, literally, or, or. because they
0: want to see what they do on the stage. Or this is the turning of the chapter, as it said, new things to come. So you know, could it be? Could well, could I, be as much as I would love to share your uh, your your optimism, no. Truly, truly. Why
1: in the holy hell would they interject in NXT when they don't even recognize it as a legit brand? I mean, that's that's another thing. Like if you you can't be like, well, no, NXT is a thing and it's great, and let's just talk, they don't even talk about NXT. Even at a baseball game, they'll say like, "Hey, these are the minor league scores." Every now and again,
0: I think. He's, I think, I think got been, from Bowie. I think they have been a little more open to it. Before, it felt like it was a hard no on Mike, but it it's they seem to be a lot more open to it. We're just starting to hear them say like, "I follow this person's NXT career," where they had matches against this person and this person. Like, matter of fact, Tyler you know Bre- who you know who's the only person that says that. The only yeah. commentators to say that? Yeah, Nigel, are the ones that cover NXT. Yeah, Nigel and um and uh Corey Graves. But here, right. here's something interesting. Michael Cole said Tyler Breeze had a match against Dean Ambrose for the op- uh, it was an open challenge for an Intercontinental Championship and Tyler Breeze took the match and they brought up the fact that like some of you guys may have seen it and if you didn't that Tyler Breeze stepped up in a very significant match against the NXT North American Championship Ricochet last week on NXT in an open challenge, and which Ooh. he received a huge pop. That raised, I didn't even watch the rest of the match. I was stuck on the fact that the match, that they said, whoa, they just... Wow. They just... Acknowledge yeah, NXT. Yeah. As like a thing. No, not even just that. I thought it was also bad that they not only just announced that belt, they announced who Ricochet was. I was just like... Okay. Same thing to this feel a little bit there. It's opposite, well, I, it's, I stand opposite. corrected. It's I mean opposite.
1: that 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 is that that is called foreshadowing, sir.
0: Yeah, that's this is just one weekend. I'm very I'm very curious to see what happens next week as far as you know, but I will say this, sir. If they continue to do a little bit of sprinkling and a little bit of seasoning, well that dish needs to be ready by WrestleMania. So if this is definitely the recipe that they get ready to take. As far as like implementing a little bit of NXT onto your main crowd, I expect to see something like this at nx at a uh, WrestleMania. Not to mention, too, I brought up the fact that I saw in the dark match that Keith Lee worked um a match with behind what SmackDown or something. I think it was whatever. I don't know what it was. I know he had a match and it was on the the Raw SmackDown set with his graphics <laughs> and everything in the back. So it was a dark match, nonetheless. He worked. Oh, I'm not sure how the, the you know, they're, they're working and traveling on the plans or what they're doing. This is this is evidence that I feel that this could be the turning of the page here as far as how things are being booked and, and done differently, you know. Right. So um, the one thing we haven't mentioned tonight as far as with all this is that I hope 205 Live with Mustafa Ali being called up. I hope this is still I hope this creates an opportunity as well for uh, others to get that opportunity or others to appear on 205 Live. We have to keep things fresh on all levels. We it it's only right that we see a little bit of everything everywhere, you know, because I don't think with that talented 205 Live um uh roster that they don't deserve to be part of this as well. Um so we will see. I would love to see Tony Nice, you know, get a legitimate um A legitimate showcase somewhere. I don't know how, what, but um, you know, you know, as much as people bash creative for the last, you know, year and so for as far as the product. Hopefully, with the McMahon's coming out making this announcement that this is a change of things. Hopefully, this presents them new opportunities to write or direct or whatever it is differently that will give other people a chance to be able to be showcased. We will Um, see.
1: Big picture thinking. Like next five years, do we need to see the McMahon's on TV?
0: No, just just Triple H, just Triple H. Triple H, I think, is a figure we want to see for a long time. And I kind of
1: figure you say that, and the, and the reason why I bring that up is because do you think that Triple H should basically be the Eric Bischoff of WWE?
0: Right, and I think that at some point you want to you want to bring Shawn Michaels in to do the same to to to, to be a counterpart of some some extent.
1: I think that if Triple H turns on Stephanie and Vince and takes over the company, kind of like wow. what Shane has done to w- to to Vince back in the Buy a Nitro, mm-hmm. that that's like a good ten year long storyline. Because if, if if it pans out, Vince will be eighty. You know, <laughs> God willing, he'll
0: be eighty. That's some booking um, right there.
1: But I'm just saying, like, just long term thinking. Since we're already sprinkling the seeds of NXT, and we know that what Triple H is doing there. They've already made the inroads in Australia. Uh, they're, they're thinking about doing a show in India. They've just re-signed with J Sports in Japan. Uh, unfortunately, they're going back to Saudi Arabia in 2019. And they signed a 10-year deal with them, and we we can understand that NXT has definitely grown as a brand in its in its scope and, and functionality. Also, those Saudi Arabia dates seem to already be panned out from what I was reading. Uh, I hear that they they're on the table, like the the dates are circled on the calendar, but they mm-hmm. haven't nailed anything down yet. Okay. Uh, but either way, that's still you know. Mm-hmm. That's a different problem. We can talk about. We will talk about later. But the long short of it is, I'm thinking like there will be a changeover between Vince and his his successor, and his successor will not be his children in the upfront television kind of a way. I don't care who cuts the check, but on TV, as far as we're concerned, I think that Stephanie and, and Shane versus Triple H would be an interesting dynamic going forward, and there's like some legit. Business can be handled because every time The Shane and Stephanie get into it, Triple H kind of is like, "Well, that's my wife and I love her, but you know, that's I'm I'm just I'm just here, I can help." And mm-hmm. I think that we're all waiting for you know Triple H to like step up and just be like, like, "Hey, let me introduce you to my boys," and not necessarily like DX is running it, but I wouldn't mind corporate. Well, maybe not corporate road dog,
0: <laughs> but um, but you know, he's already corporate road dog. He he yeah, doesn't well, take shit backstage. That's for one yeah. thing.
1: Well, you know, we, we really don't. Uh, I wouldn't know because he blocked me on Twitter. But uh, we really wouldn't need to uh, to see him writing anymore. Yeah. But, the, but the long short is, like, long-term thinking, next five to ten years, I really think that we need to see Triple H kind of, like, turn it a little bit on the McMahons and kind of, like, just... just Take it over. That's what the fans want anyway.
0: That's yeah, the problem. It's going to happen anyway. Yeah, let's just be so honest, let's just get though. the ball rolling. Like the, like the McMahon's, we don't we don't like them as faces. They're not good faces characters. They can still run the business and be heels and and do you know what's best for business, as they say, and, and keep things interesting without them being likable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, um, but yeah, raw ratings got boosted when McMahon came back. So good, I guess that helps. And um, all this, I'm sorry, but all this is just um. It's just the idea that they're on the clock because if you're going to go to Fox, there's going to be high demands and you need to get things interesting for both shows. So this seems like a way, you know, an, a way and a method to keep both shows relevant. And you never know who's going to pop up where I, I believe that's part of, part of the, the case too. But also more importantly, I think this must mean big news for NXT.
1: And well,
0: here's the thing. About like, programming. Uh,
1: Keith Lee versus Punishment Martinez is already the match of the year that I didn't know I needed to
0: see until right now. Did and and apparently that happened in Florida like last week. Did you see Punishment Martinez versus Matt Riddle? Uh, Okay, see.
1: Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, Unrelated. (laughs) When are we going to Florida and doing like an NXT road
0: trip? (laughs) Because they're already doing the things that that we need to see. Yeah. Also, too. Punishment Martinez versus Jeff Cobb. <laughs> I mean, I liked the guy for a while, but I just really didn't know how much I liked the, his his ring work until I just literally just started going back watching stuff. Um, again, I just discovered that I can get fight TV on my um, on my Xbox. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so you know now I don't have to worry about just watching it on my phone, which was annoying. I hate watching stuff on my phone, so I now I just literally been going back watching stuff, and yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, the discussion for after the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we we got we got to work that out because yeah. um, we
1: we're, we're already I'm well, I'm going to be in Toronto for Survivor Series, but before then, yeah, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. I I would never go to Survivor Series again. Um, yeah. did they announce what Survivor Series was for next year?
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, LA again. Oh, wait. Then it's some... Uh, where is it at? It's New York? Oh, no. Well, I gotta hope not. Some place already been... Oh, let me just look it up real quick. Uh, I hope not. I mean, not because New York isn't
1: bad. It's just that they do Chicago.
0: Oh, Chicago. You're right.
1: Yep. Okay. You're right. Uh, yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, it's going to be at the Allstate Arena in Chicago. I mean, we we went to take over Chicago once, and that was uh, pretty damn good. So, yeah, Chicago in November it's kind of brisk, but I'm willing to go. Mm. We'll, we'll we'll discuss that as well. Yeah. but um, <laughs> definitely not staying for some for Survivor Series though. Um, all, although although SmackDown Live would be on Fox from Chicago because SmackDown on Live would be on Friday. Remember. True. So it's it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday.
0: You know, that's got to be a... That that makes things a lot different, dude. Right. Because you don't have that Tuesday just weighing everything down and yeah. you get back to work on
1: Wednesday. Stupid. Yeah. So I'm just saying, might have to go to SmackDown Live on Fox to see what... I mean, assuming that that's if it's worth going to. And then take over on Saturday and then fly home during Survivor Series on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We'll we'll discuss schedules off the air, but um, but yeah, I mean, like NXT has so much promise because there's so many different people coming in, and then WWE is grooming these guys from NXT to the main roster and kind of molded them into the same kind of cookie cutter um, uh, prospect. So, and we talked about earlier. I want to go back to that really quickly. I really do hope that the six guys and and ladies that they bring up uh, do well, but. Given the track record of WWE and their call-ups, and especially since they're telling you that they're doing a change and it's going to be exciting and you won't know what you, what hits you and all that good stuff, it's like, how many times have we been told this before?
0: Yeah. And how
1: many times has, has it worked versus not worked? Yeah. So I'm cautiously optimistic that this will work. But realistically, history is not on their side.
0: I just think it's different now because you have Triple H in this picture. Triple H wasn't really a factor in this. I mean, we knew he was, you know, people to factor in the in, in, in running the company. But he's just been that NXT guy. He hasn't really been able to say much about, you know, the roster, the, the, the Raw or SmackDown roster. Him being out for this announcement, I think changes everything. And I think that him being able to make announcements about it changes those conference calls from speculation to, oh, this is what we're going to do. Right. So I think that's, you know, but speculation. I mean, uh, optimism is all I have. Probably going to be the name of the show, optimism, because that's what I got a whole bunch of it,
1: which which is a stark contrast between like last week where it was just like, Jesus Christ, what do we do to fix it? Yeah. 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 And now it's like, well, what a difference a week makes. And we're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's just see what happens.
0: Yeah, there's a little bit of sprinkling of 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 enough. Uh, I'm not going to say it again, but I guess I, I got corn into it. But there's a, there's a little there's enough speculation being sprinkled around a place that, that creates enough optimism for people to say, OK, well, let's see. They, right. they, they, they got six call ups. They got all the injured people returning. They got these house shows that's being booked in this sense. They got ticket sales for Raw versus NXT or WWE versus NXT. We're around the Rumble season. I mean, who knows who appears at the Rumble? Who you know, knows? You got new people that could be signed as a as a you know a ton of people are leaving ROH. ROH is making new signs uh, or or making new signs. Who knew that ROH will become the impact of of twenty seventeen? I, I you know I can talk about that another time. But I, 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 I saw this coming. I mean, it worked when it worked, but that's what happens when you – and look, remember when the Wizards signed – oh, better yet, remember when the Lakers sound all those people? Carl Malone yeah. and uh, – and, Peyton. Uh, Peyton, and you just knew they were going to be the best team. Well, <laughs> it's so <O-6>. Seeks. <laughs> <laughs> but the long-term pitcher, mm-mm-mm. So right. – Yeah, Uh, maybe something
1: that we'll definitely talk about uh, at a later date as yeah we get closer to New Year's.
0: Yeah,
1: which is uh, seems to be Judgment Day for indie wrestling as the Young Bucks hopefully unveil what the hell is going on as they have officially made their departure from Ring of Honor Um, really quickly. In their departure from Ring of Honor, fans have been asking the Bucks about the MSG show WrestleMania weekend, and they said, "Yeah, we're not going to be there. Go see the show." But mm-hmm. we're not going to be there. Um, that's not a thing that we're doing. So now the question is, how does that? How what that? How does that change the dynamic of this big new Japan show at, at Madison Square Garden? Because that's
0: just a big deal. Um, does it make you more or less inclined to go now? Yeah. Look, first of all, let's let's talk about this really quick. The fact that it's sold out is nothing but it is it, the. The reason why that show signed out is because it's at Madison Square Garden and Madison Square Garden is a big deal because of the building, because of the history. It has nothing to do with the fact of which that car could be. Because what that car could be is exactly the result of what it's going to be. We all knew these people were going to leave. We all knew they were going to double down and doing their own thing. Hell, they could run their own show, WrestleMania weekend and it would go crazy. If You want to talk about doing an all in, too? That would be the perfect destination for them to be able to compete and show Get many ideas, yeah. But all those people that bought tickets are resellers. They're, oh, no, they're, they're ticket master whores with their bots, and they got the fact that because the Young Bucks and them were all going to be in there because they did all that for all in, this is an opportunity for me to make money. And I'm going to buy tickets to resale. It's WrestleMania weekend. Everyone's going to go. They are sickly, sickly wrong. And they're very, very lucky. Because I believe that shows on a Saturday. They're super lucky that NXT changed their date. They're super lucky. Because that would just make it even worse. So now, they're not completely in danger of not having people there. But... Who knows who's going to try to compete with that Saturday night, with that Hall of Fame night, because you can believe that the casual fans are looking for wrestling, not uh, inductions and long speeches. So I will be very surprised if we don't hear something about the Bucks doing something, because we know that they can get, at this point now, they got credit. They got mm-hmm. credit for sure. And if it ain't New Jersey giving them someplace or someplace in New York upstate or whatever, they they can do it. So I would not be surprised. So the whole fact of it's selling out. I'm sorry Don't be don't don't be fooled. That was not legitimate fans buying it. That was Thirsty resellers looking for an opportunity to make money and there's no mm-hmm. way or no how anybody can change my my thoughts on that I don't care what anybody says about how fast is sold out or whatever or that it's sold out That has nothing to do with wrestling fans going to see that has everything to do with business people saying this is an opportunity to make money look what they did it all in they're going to be at all wait. so obviously everyone's going to want to go to that it's wrestlemania season it all looks good on paper oh until it doesn't because you didn't think this out january mm. 1st that stock market for all race ticket sales <laughs> don't be surprised if you can get some of those on stuff on stuff for the 10 15 range um, I'm not saying that I'm looking currently, but I might be
1: looking currently. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna we're to have to see what's going on there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's like the kind of the big thing, and w- w- which is where another band of optimism comes in, where it's like we don't know what the Bucks are going to do, we don't know how WWE's going to shake out with all of these new call ups. We we keep forgetting that NXT has so many people waiting to they to like officially get going. That's like, There's so much up in the air. We're just waiting to see where it lands and then criticize it because of what wrestling fans do. But it's a very optimistic time right now considering that nothing's really happening.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, man. I'm not saying I don't have faith that they won't be able to put on a good show, but all the star power that was supposed to put butts in seats, that's gone. That is absolutely gone. They're just going to have to create things. They're on the clock they're they're on the clock more than anyone else at this point now um th- they may have a harder they they definitely have a harder slope to climb than WWE outside of um getting out of their ratings and out of their own old habits. Wow. It is legit got to get to working right now. And if and the sad thing about it not like they can go out and sign people they got to create stars and that's why future honor they're doing a good job and 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 seeking talent but you got to get those stars you got you got to get them game day ready quickly quickly yeah we'll we'll, we would definitely see it doesn't again to to your question make sure i answer correctly it doesn't change anything for me because it never it never meant anything in the first place to me that's everyone else that was so hyped because it's madison like their grandfathers like sold out boxing events there in, in the in the past or or like we're still in the town where master square garden is the only arena in in new york like it's just master square garden the building is just master square garden we've seen how raw treated it as their second you know viewing a raw 1000 and yeah cool but it's not it, it, it's just that it's it's just because it's in that building doesn't mean that it's going to put the best thing in there. It's just the it's just the venue a venue at this point.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that that absolutely makes sense, and, and really, time will, uh, you know, will tell where we are, you know, when. I mean, they, especially we like to say like it's uh, so far down the road. Uh, realistically, WrestleMania is four four months away, you know, from a week, so this is this is time this is this is time right now yeah. uh, to get things you know going so yeah, uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see w- <clears throat> what happens and there's a lot of business that needs to like a lot of things need to take, take shape and we're just playing the hurry up and wait but there's a lot uh, coming out and yeah. i'm i'm optimistic and i don't know i don't know how i feel about that but <laughs> i'm i'm hoping that these uh, new japan tickets uh for the garden <laughs>
0: yeah i mean if i can get in there for 20 then i might have to be in there look here's something else i want to mention man i know we're going over our time but here's something else i want to mention if wwe has the money to throw out at the young bucks and cody rhodes right and they can't get them mm-hmm. do, do you think that they're just going to put that money back in their pocket let's let's uh, let's let's think about this now there's gonna be some names being signed still that's just gonna create more buzz. That's just not only just gonna be more people in WWE, but that's less people for, for all the other shows. So the Shane Strickland's or and again, I don't know who these what these people's contract status are, but just a few names to throw out that who's hot that that could be if it if it if it could work. But Pentagon, uh Shane Strickland, mm-hmm. um uh Will Ospreay, you know. Who, who knows about Evil and, and Sonata and, and New Japan? What, what about yeah. what about them? Like you just don't know. And you know, just like the Nats, they're not in the Bryce Harper. Um, um, they're, they're not in, in contention for signing Bryce Hopper, but they sure as hell signing anybody else who's available. You don't just put the money back in your pocket. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's not like it's it's not like next year's free agency again and the same names going to pop up. People are trying to get checks and stability now. So, no. Well, well, I think, obviously, I think it's your, it's your position.
1: Because the Young Bucks uh, was rumored to turn down a considerable amount of money from WWE to not do what they do over in w- for WWE. Um, Chris Jericho has just announced that, that he will do another cruise. Um, I'm with it. You know, leaving out of Miami uh, sometime next year. So, you know, they are the, the few, the, the wealthy few that can go out there and say, yeah, we're doing this um, and it's going to happen. Yeah. Obviously, there are other people whose you know, life goal it is to make it to WWE just to say that you're a part of that. Of course. So it, it's just a matter of you know, perspective as it relates to the individual. Um, and I hope that you know, and it comes down to being the best fit. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, they have a choice. They have like the choice of a lifetime do you take the money and do the job or do you do the job at your own pace and your own
0: creative as you, limited by your own creativity? Um, the second word that I mentioned about that, about, about signing WWE was money and stability. I think stability, considering the risk of being out in the Indies, working on your own pace, being a private contractor works for a limited time. but people with families getting older, they're going to be looking for stability. They they're going to be looking to be able to say, "Not only am I time with WWE, but now I have a means of constant stable income." Yeah. But then but the, but, but my point is, the young bucks have a family. Yeah, and they're Yeah, but they they changed the game. They're not bank. they're not just banking on themselves. They're changing the game while banking on themselves. <laughs> So right, which is across the board,
1: which can. is why what I'm saying is is that the WWE route, as we have seen in the rise of the Young Bucks, or the emergence of New Japan and America in a bigger way, or ROH finally being pressured into doing like being a real company, or the refusal to die by TNA, and even pop up things like Major League Wrestling, Evolve, Wrestle Circus when they were a thing, <laughs> and, and these like Did you just you know, mention them, <laughs> I get nostalgic.
0: Yeah, no. So, no. Let's just be honest with yourself. No one's no one's going to be able to do what the Young Bucks is doing in the next few years. I mean, you think about the people that are successful in the Indies, but you got to think about what else they're get they're, they're involved with. Jerry, Ryan, but to be
1: fair, you F- would have you would have said if you would have said that about the Young Bucks five years ago. Well,
0: well hey man, it, if you know whatever well, they were, you, bouncing, you, they were right. bouncing around, then so they you know they took they took the contract with RH. so they 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 had a form of stability. They weren't just you know one-offs and always they were legit signed and no, they, but that's, was, but they were bouncing around from roh to the into pwg and the indies to tna but they, were, and they then were back to roh but they were signed with roh and they were signed with um with new japan and they, they had that type of you know kenny omega type of contract or the the first carnation of it before kenny omega exclusively signed to new japan um it's, 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 it's different and I just don't think those opportunities are going to exist with people because no one's going to be that hot and let's Let's not just think about the fact that the young bucks just being hot and not and you know being able to do the work in the ring Their their backings with their families and their support cast. is also So components that other people don't have again these dudes if you take away their wives half their merch ideas are gone too because they've been very adamant by saying, "Well, we thought we were done once we got the cease and desist. and then my wife was like, "Well, why don't you decide to make a design for it?" And he's like, "Well, you know what? Why not?" And then they then they had the hot topper thing, the Funko pop thing. No, it's not that that type of that type of creativity and that type of support is it's not going to come around so often. But but here's the thing though, it always does. It does. Uh, yeah, so history. Don't be the like,
1: history tends to repeat itself and until you look at the whole scope of it, you don't realize that it does. Yeah. Uh, take a look at the NBA. If you were watching basketball in the sixties and you go like there will be never a never, not a guy like Will Chamberlain, ever. Right. But when And then somebody else comes along and then somebody else comes along. And I'm not saying that the Bucks, they have opened many doors for others to come through. So now we're at the point where five years ago, for so for an indie talent, uh, that's barely on TV, you know, signed to a company that's not WWE, which as far as the wrestling world was concerned five years ago, you were persona non grata. But to yeah, be signed but- to Japan, to be signed to a ring of honor and to come from there to leaving ring of honor and possibly starting your own company or doing or just having the leverage, the corporate leverage to do whatever the hell you want.
0: That was unheard of. Yeah. but OK, but just, you know, started just being around the bush. Do you see anybody that, that right now can do it? Is there anybody uh, out there that has that has any glimpses of being that type of that that magical? Now, okay. So, uh, no. the
1: answer that you're looking for is no. However,
0: yeah. the answer for that you're looking for
1: is no, and I understand that. However, uh, you could argue that Joy Ryan uh is following that path. No, he's argue... doing,
0: doing it different. He's doing it, he, he's, he's, he's done, he's doing it in a different way. He's working a gimmick that is you know, I would say safe, but he is hurt. But he's working the gimmick to something you wouldn't think that worked. But it's old school wrestling that he's revolutionized to make it popular now. And not just that. Then you got the whole Netflix backing and other movie things that he's doing. Right. He, he, so, I mean, obviously, we're not talking about following the
1: exact same cookie cutter pattern. Right. But, but and, and And I don't mean like the New Day where they reinvented themselves and got over. But I mean, like. For for something to come out like nobody would talk about like Netflix specials and TV shows and working with these companies and stuff like that. It was just this is the wrestling show. This is their T-shirt. This is where they'll be next week.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and now it, we're talking it, about
1: it just... dudes doing YouTube uh, series and stuff like that to be nominated for awards.
0: Mm-hmm. It just it's a, it, it and again Jerry Ryan's a one man crew for what it appears to be on the surface. Um and Candice uh Candice Lecrae was a very Adamant part in his uh in in his popularity as well too. Now that she's moved on, he's you know truly doing it by himself as it as as it appears now. Um, but I just think when it comes down to the success of Young Bucks, it's a it it takes it takes a good support cast that I don't think a lot of people have that same backing. And I think if they did, you would see people put it this way: if you saw glimpses of it, you would see people that have not just outstanding merch, but revolutionary merch stuff that you haven't seen before but everyone's doing the same thing you see gear more more frequent gear where they got tens and tons of different styles because they got somebody that's completely supporting them doing it and and to your nba notion yeah you do get a magical player every 10 years but right now while the young bucks is this is their time it's being that you know that group of people that can do it outside of the system we're not seeing nothing like that in the next five years. It's going to take some time for someone to, to come out. What's it, what's that it, that,
1: well, that's not fair. That, that's not fair to like prognosticate because there's no way in the world that you would look at a high school game and go, that kid right there is going to be a six-time NBA champion. Yeah. Do you remember? And, well, while LeBron's
0: in the 11th grade. Yeah, do you remember when they said that about Kwame Brown? They said that about everybody. Okay, so that's my point. I mean, I they they
1: literally said that about uh, what the hell is it? Uh, fucking Andrew Bynum,
0: and they said that about Andre Blatch and and Lebron Odom. Yeah, and they and said yes, that about Odom and Ron Harper. Yeah, but the, the right. But that's what I'm just saying. Right now, why it's the young bucks time? Why it's Lebron's time? Until those people are gone, it's not going to be somebody else that's going to be able to duplicate what they're doing. Currently, but and to be it's, fair, it's, though, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying the young Bucks did all that. They did that show with their support cast with Cody with Omega in there with those super popular, talented friends of theirs. No one else is even in their radar of coming up with something that's it closest popular. But like when you think about the most popular people right now, in wrestling just off the top. Half of them are in WWE. The other half are, are affiliates with the elite. And then after that, it's no one else. So if True. you're in the system, it doesn't count. You, now, can someone come out the system and do it? Possibly, right. but when it comes down to free agency right now, as far as our original question, do you bank on yourself as trying to gather this success in the young bucks, or taking the stability in WWE? Oh, everyone's taking the stability.
1: That's that's well, the th- but that's that's kind of the thing though. Everyone could be t- it. It may be ninety eight percent to two percent taking the taking the money and running uh, because of stability, you know, this year. But because of guys like Cody Rhodes, who was born into the business and decided to cut the cut his losses and pave his own way, you know, left his brother, you know, at the company, left his the company itself that his you know father helped build and mm-hmm. and the, all the history and lineage that goes within, and says, you know what. I'm going to do something different, and then with that list that he tweeted out, changed. You know, was another facet that changed the game. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that like we can we can't put it all in the young bucks because Joey Ryan's in his Netflix deal, the rise of Lucha Underground, Sammy Callahan leaving NXT and then basically taking over TNA, Um, WWE's sudden interest in indie wrestlers, and basically building the best ring of honor of all time down in Florida. Um, You know, all of these things. Are just footnotes in the evolution, the current evolution of what wrestling is. Where in five years we look at all of these footnotes, we go, "Oh yeah," but none of these things happen independently. So it's not just about like, "Well, all in" is the culmination of a bunch of little things that happened. Um, because because Cody Rhodes is as much of a part of that show as Kenny Omega is, and the Bucks are, and Page and whatever. So no, no, so no. I agree with it. I agree with that. Yeah. But my point is, is that like, you know, what is a wrestler to do? As far as that, I'm just saying that the only like the road to success doesn't lead through Stanford, Connecticut anymore as much as it used to.
0: I've never said that. And we've we've been very adamant that there's different paths to take. I'm just saying that that second path of hard work and and all the stars aligning in the way it did with the young bucks. That's not happening for a while. That's that. I think I think I think that that will happen faster than you realize that is literally all in. You had the hottest people that were in WWE saying, "Okay, let's fucking try this." Okay, let's see. What well, if, if be- all and, is the
1: benchmark, then maybe not. But I'm yeah. saying, like the event, uh, the no, ability no. for wrestlers to invent themselves and, and like do no. it, like basically independently. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, happening no. more
0: than more than that. Well, you, you're kind of stepping down from the initial argument. No, by all means, no. If you want to become popular, WWE is not the only way to go. If you do want to. You know create buzz around yourself and 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 work on your craft absolutely don't get don't go into the system when you haven't found yourself i agree but when it comes down to not going in the system but completely funding yourself and your family and, and you know being su- being successful in all aspects of, of 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 a career that's not for everybody that's not for a lot of people that's, that's not ninety 90 of the people yeah and here's another here's another metric metric to um to to abide by chris Jerker cruz did not sell out so yeah that's a big name with young bucks and all of them being on it and right. the capacity problem was bigger but it was more family friendly and it was more oriented to not just wrestling fans so it, it you know just the pros and cons there but um even if it did sell out, which I'm not sure, just to step back from that notion, it did not initially, originally sell out because there was tickets coming down to the line because I was still looking at them. And yeah. and when you think about how popular Chris Jericho is and he wasn't being able to do it and considering that he is the epitome of what you want to be as a private contractor when you can look at WWE as the government where you can say, oh, yeah, I have contacts in the government, but I also have contacts in, uh, in Bruce Allen Hamilton. Or have, you know, contacts and, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, he can go anywhere and he was accepted. And considering that he wasn't able to sell out his own event initially, this tells you how hard the damn work is. But again, Chris Jericho was doing it by himself.
1: Right. And, and, and I think there's one caveat that you're, that you're leaving out is that Chris Jericho um, and his music and that thing that appeals to a very specific audience. And WWE appeals to all of the audiences. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're, A, able to physically go, because just because you can live in Florida doesn't mean you have a passport. No passport, you ain't getting on a boat. Uh, that's number one. So that cuts out another people. If you're not of a particular age, yes, maybe it is family friendly. But now uh, a thing for a couple of two turns into a couple of five. That's not That's an expensive cruise nowadays.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you
1: know, there are a lot of these different things where you look at it, you go... Well, it's called the Rockin' Rager. Is that something that I want to bring my eight-year-old to?
0: Yeah, I gotta you I know, gotta I gotta admit, when it first was announced, I was like, wait, what? I don't know about this, bro.
1: <laughs> right. So so the right, so we're so we're not just talking about, well, here's a cruise that's open to everybody. Now it's open to probably males, probably 18 to 50. You know, so that's not the same demographic as everybody. So it could it have sold out? Sure, did it? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. But is it like the immediate thing? Well, it's not a Disney cruise. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing, yeah. you know. So like, you know, Chris Jericho hey. put on, you know, a rock cruise that features wrestling and drinking.
0: Yeah. And, and then, like, and it, how it come to, everybody didn't go? And it was a cruise, and it went to you know a cool destination and stuff like that. But yeah, again, again, it, it had all the right recipes to to do the right thing. Right. And you still see the challenges. Oh well, and then you know, I always thought they can do. Do the same thing, you know. God, we gotta end the show, we but do. you know, I would have ROH I would have always actually had to talk with the young bucks and stuff like. All right, well, we'll let. I you mean, guys actually, do some as much as we talked about WWE and what they need to do next, I think we need
1: to take the next seven days and figure out where does ROH go from here. True, because uh, the New Japan thing isn't going as well as they thought they would. Where they're like, "Well, we're going to open up a dojo in LA and San Francisco, and we're going to be doing shows." They're literally doing one show in New York. True, and that's
0: all that we definitely know of. I was was Um, just gonna gonna say, I wonder if New Japan, if if, well, R which remember they was able to put it on there on uh honor club and they let r which people be used on the um all in show. You know, they said they had a conversation where they wasn't think they was going to allow them to do it, but they they did it. But I gotta wonder for r which's biggest show, WrestleMania weekend, or one of the biggest shows, I mean, obviously, final final battle, battle is their biggest show and they had all of the elite in it mm-hmm. but i wonder if the conversation was to say well can we use you guys for that show mm-hmm. but if if they're signed to somewhere then they can't or they can just completely not have them at all i wonder if always took the bad end of the deal there because that seems that seems like well, a big leap of faith to go as far as trying to book that building and not having much faith in who's going to be there and you're not, and you have an opportunity to get the highest talent and can't use it. Yeah. That's like having a Christmas NBA show and LeBron's going to sit. No one's going to be happy about that. Right. Right. But then again, if we get
1: like Okada versus Ibushi in like a 60 minute classic, then, but that's just, those are just those things that we just can't know until it gets down to it. So Yep. if I can slide in there for about 20 25 dollars then sub uh, you know make it work
0: <laughs> anyway and that's, that's what I'm
1: saying like because we don't know we just like I can't invest in something I don't know it.
0: yeah but apparently a lot of investors invested in it <laughs> yeah well they 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 more brave than me exactly all right well oh, we okay. out here yeah we, we talked a lot anything else close out the show um
1: I'm definitely more intrigued about Smackdown on Fox looking at this whole Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday lineup.
0: Yeah, for sure. So. Tickets, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, And I'm also very intrigued to see when, Smack, uh, when Fox makes an announcement about NXT. I think it's, ha- it's got to be happening now. It's, it, it absolutely. And I'd be very more curious to see if any of these other people make appearances on NXT now. Mm-hmm. Now that we've seen Dollar Breeze do it. And now I think that there's optimism that you got people shuffling around just doing whatever, maybe doing one-offs or whatever. Be curious to see if a TV a production of NXT on Fox, more or less, open people up to the idea of saying, "Oh, I'll work an NXT show." Granted, those raw people may not even be on Fox. Why not have the opportunity to be seen on that? Because you know that's got to boost everything. As yeah, far as we, we don't know what show. that
1: lineup is going to be on on Fox, we don't know who's going to make the cut.
0: Yep. Yeah. You know? I, I tell you what, I tell you what will make me pop: Sasha Banks appearing on NXT. I I I don't know God knows what's so relevance right now on, on Raw but her versus Bianca Belair okay I'll be watching <laughs> for sure So we'll see I can't I can't co on that <laughs> are uh, we out thank you for listening we, 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 we got we again like i said beginning begin the show we will have probably a little bit of a shake up of our own with our next two week schedule considering the holidays and so forth so i just got to collaborate with the team to everyone's availability but nonetheless we will make sure we have something out for you guys so yeah.
1: happy christmas everybody happy boxing day canada and uh we'll see you next week
0: for sure and uh happy shutdown day for federal Employees and anybody else that may be on a vacation sooner than they thought. <laughs> Are we yes. out?